0: Jason here. Welcome to the School of Zion ID. Uh, Today's podcast topic is why is Jesus coming back? Um, One time I spoke with a youth group at a fireside and we were talking about Jesus. We discussed the second coming and is too often the case When groups uh, discuss the second coming, the Q&A session turned towards topics related to the fearful signs, right? Uh, The prophesied plagues, destructions, everybody's always interested in hearing about those. While it's good to be aware and prepared for such things, if this is our singular focus, we miss the point entirely. Um, It was at that point in the fireside when I decided to ask the youth a question. You know, I said something like, we're all in agreement that uh, we love Jesus and we know he's coming back, but why? We know why he came the first time to atone for our sins, but why is he coming a second time? Isn't his mission already accomplished? Well, the room was silent. Nobody could answer why Jesus was coming a second time. So then I posed the question to the adults in the room, and uh, somehow the room got even more silent. Well, if we don't understand why he's coming back, how can we conjure up the faith necessary to be called his sons and daughters, his lions, his elect of the last days? We definitely need to figure out the answer to this question. So let's discuss a few relevant um, scriptural passages. The first reason why Jesus is coming back is to complete the gathering of his elect to a place of refuge. Um, I've recently become acquainted with chickens. As the caseload of COVID-19 increases, I know a lot of you are watching those numbers go up every day in your state and in the countries where you reside. Um, In fact, I just read a piece, um, the Imperial College, which is a group of the 50 top scientists in the world, are um, warning that this is very likely to take between 12 and 18 months um, until a vaccine ensures complete recovery. Uh, we will not be able to return you know, to normal functionality of society. So we're going to be in quarantine for a while, it looks like, as desolating sickness covers the land. Well, one of the things that our family decided to do to prepare for this was to get some chickens, you know? Um, and when you buy a baby chick, it takes six months. So there's a time commitment. You've got to put up the coop and all that stuff. Well, we are definitely not cut out to be chicken farmers. Um, (laughs) I, I, I'm the first one that has laughed at myself. A lot of family and friends are getting a good chuckle at it. Um, as the Schwarz's turned into chicken farmers. In fact, the morning I went down uh, to buy the chicks at IFA, one of our dear friends, Sarah Sellers, was there. We've, you know, for years and years, we've been on basketball teams, I've coached her kids, and she thought it was so funny watching me buy chicks that she had me pose for pictures to document the experience. She sent them to Kelly, she sent them to her husband, and uh, we'll laugh about that for a long time. But hey, welcome to the year 2020. Anything can happen. Um, so, but anyways, as we've been raising these chicks uh, without their mother hen, as you can imagine, we've dealt with a few issues. Uh, very quickly, there emerged a pecking order among these chicks where, you know, the biggest, those who grow the quickest, get food whenever they want it. The smallest kind of get picked on. It's sad. Um, it's a disordered bunch trying to figure out the ways of the world in the absence of you know, experience, leadership, wisdom. Um, I'm a rookie doing it, so I probably could have done some things to help out with the pecking order and especially help out these weaker chicks, but it is what it is. Um, there are various verses in the book of Matthew, in 3 Nephi, and in the Doctrine and Covenants that give an analogy of a hen gathering her chickens under her wings. Um, I'd like to quote from a talk from Janet Peterson titled, As a Hen Gathereth Her Chickens Under Her Wings. She said, It warms my heart and makes me feel safely enclosed, comforted, and loved. In three consecutive verses in 3 Nephi chapter 10, verses four through six, Jesus Christ speaks directly to the people during his appearance in the new world. How oft have I gathered you as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and have nourished you. And again, how oft would I have gathered you as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, yea, O ye people of the house of Israel, who have fallen. Yea, O ye people of the house of Israel, ye that dwell at Jerusalem, as ye have fallen, yea, how oft would I have gathered you as a hen gathereth her chickens, and ye would not. O ye house of Israel whom I have spared, how oft will I gather you as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings. The Savior's open invitation is extended to all, O ye nations of the earth, as well as the house of Israel, with few requirements. Who will gather his people even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, even as many as will hearken to my voice and humble themselves before me, and call upon me in mighty prayer, and repent, and return unto me with full purpose of heart. That's 3 Nephi chapter 10, verse 6. Yet time and again the Lord chastises those who would not. Gathering is a central doctrine of the gospel. The 10th article of faith states, We believe in the literal gathering of Israel and in the restoration of the ten tribes. The restoration of the gospel to the prophet Joseph Smith began the latter-day process of gathering. Family gatherings here on earth, whether it be family dinner, family home evening, family recreation, a family vacation, or a family reunion, give us but a glimpse of the great family gathering we can attain through the righteousness in the eternities. The Lord has promised that I will gather mine elect from the four corners of the earth, even as many as will believe in me, and hearken unto my voice. That's DNC section 33 verse 6. Adam will eventually gather all the faithful saints of all ages at Adam on Diamond to receive the Savior. Elder Bruce R. McConkie stated, It will be the greatest congregation of faithful saints ever assembled on planet earth, It will be a sacrament meeting it will be a day of judgment for the faithful of all the ages may we all be safely gathered under his wings so that's the first you know reason again we're not going to cover every reason here but that is a primary reason for jesus's second coming is to fulfill the gathering of his elect the second reason for jesus's second coming is to fulfill all of the prophecies related to our dispensation, which is the dispensation of fullness of times. Um, Regarding this topic, I, I went to Wikipedia to kind of see what they had, and they actually nailed it with their opening sentences. It says, In Christianity, the dispensation of the fullness of times is thought to be a world order or administration in which the heavens and the earth are under the political and or spiritual government of Jesus. The phrase is derived from a passage in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, which reads, "...that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him." This is truly the dispensation of the fullness of times, when all things which are in Christ Jesus, whether in heaven or on the earth, shall be gathered together in him, and when all things... In Doctrine and Covenants, section 128, verse 18, it says, It is necessary in the ushering in of the dispensation of the fullness of times, which dispensation is now beginning to usher in, that a whole and complete and perfect union, and welding together of dispensations and keys and powers, and glories should take place, and be revealed from the days of Adam even to the present time. And not only this, but those things which never have been revealed from the foundation of the world, but have been kept hid from the wise and prudent, shall be revealed unto babes and sucklings in this, the dispensation of the fullness of times." The dispensation of the fullness of times will bring to light the things that have been revealed in all former dispensations. Also, other things that have not been before revealed. Uh, That brings up a good topic. You know, it's talking about since the days of Adam. Adam, uh, Michael, the archangel, will hold a key role in the dispensation of fullness of times alongside jesus probably worthy of doing a separate podcast just on adam's role because it is it's really interesting stuff Um, well let's close this uh, second purpose of jesus's coming dispensation of fullness of times with a quote from joseph smith who discusses our responsibility dear brethren feeling desirous to carry out the purposes of god to to which work we have been called, and to be co-workers with him in this last dispensation, we feel the necessity of having the hearty cooperation of the saints throughout this land and upon the islands of the sea. It will be necessary for the saints to hearken to counsel, to turn their attention to the church, the establishment of the kingdom, and lay aside every selfish principle, everything low and groveling, and stand forward in the cause of truth, and assist to the utmost of their power, those to whom has been given the pattern and design. Here then, beloved brethren, is a work to engage in, worthy of archangels. Again, uh, even in addition to Adam, we did a two-part podcast on the ministering of angels. A very interesting doctrine there, how the angels will work with the saints in the last days. Uh, But anyway, let's finish off Joseph Smith's quote. A work which will cast into the shade the things which have been heretofore accomplished. A work which kings and prophets and righteous men in former ages have sought, expected, and earnestly desired to see, but died without the sight. And well will it be for those who shall aid in carrying into effect the mighty operations of Jehovah. The second coming is something to look forward to because of the unity and the revelations and the truth that will be revealed um, so that's a good reminder it's not something to be scared of. We shouldn't over indulge our fears in looking at the signs and you know hearing about things like coronavirus, desolating sickness, earthquakes, and destructions. Just know that all of these things have a purpose. Which brings us to the third reason for why Jesus is coming again, to replace Babylon with Zion. Again, Joseph Smith, I'll quote him. The building up of Zion is a cause that has interested the people of God in every age. It is a theme upon which prophets, priests, and kings have dwelt with peculiar delight. They have looked forward with joyful anticipation, to the day in which we live, and fired with heavenly and joyful anticipations they have sung and written and prophesied of this our day, but they died without the sight. We are the favored people that God has made choice of to bring about the latter-day glory. It is left for us to see, participate in, and help to roll forward the latter-day glory. The dispensation of the fullness of times when God will gather together all things that are in heaven and all things that are upon the earth, even in one. When the saints of God will be gathered in, one from every nation, and kindred and people and tongue, when the Jews will be gathered together into one. The wicked will also be gathered together to be destroyed, as spoken of by the prophets. The Spirit of God will also dwell with his people and be withdrawn from the rest of the nations. And all things, whether in heaven or on earth, will be in one, even in Christ. The heavenly priesthood will unite with the earthly to bring about those great purposes. And whilst we are thus united in the one common cause to roll forth the kingdom of God, the heavenly priesthood are not idle spectators. The spirit of God will be showered down from above and it will dwell in our midst. The blessings of our Most High will rest upon our tabernacles, and our name will be handed down to future ages. Our children will rise up and call us blessed, and generations yet unborn will dwell with peculiar delight upon the scenes that we have passed through. Um, The privations that we have endured, the untiring zeal that we have manifested, the all-but-insurmountable difficulties that we have overcome in laying the foundation of a work that brought about the glory and blessing which they will realize. A work that God and angels have contemplated with delight for generations past, that fired the souls of the ancient patriarchs and prophets, a work that is destined to bring about the destruction of the powers of darkness, the renovation of the earth, the glory of God, and the salvation of the human family. Isaiah, in looking um, by prophetic vision to this day, makes use of some strong language in endeavoring to express his feelings in relation to it. In one instance, he says, Sing, O heavens, and rejoice, O earth. Break forth into singing, O ye mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people. And will have mercy on his afflicted yet. Zion says, "'The Lord has forsaken me. My God has forgotten me. But can a woman forget her sucking child, that she would not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, the Lord says, "'A woman may not do that, and he will not forget Zion. Says he, "'Zion is engraven on the palms of my hands.'" Her walls are continually before me. Wilfred Woodruff said, We ought to be united and we ought to seek each other's welfare. We ought to teach the principles of the gospel of Christ to our sons and to our daughters, as well as to the world, and prepare ourselves for the events to come which are spoken of in the revelations which the Lord has given unto us. He has already commenced his work his marvelous work, and a wonder among the inhabitants of the earth. He will never withdraw his hand until his purposes are accomplished. We have a great work before us, and it will require all our exertions and all our talents and ability to perform it. We must seek the Spirit of God to assist us, for without this Spirit we can accomplish but very little." Closed quote by Wilfred Woodruff. The fourth reason why Jesus is coming back is to rule as King of Kings during the thousand-year millennium. In the book of Psalms, chapter 24, verses 7 through 10, it says, Lift up your heads, O ye generations of Jacob, and be ye lifted up. And the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, who is the King of glory, shall establish you forever. And he will roll away the heavens and will come down to redeem his people, to make you an everlasting name, to establish you upon his everlasting rock. Lift up your heads, O ye generations of Jacob, lift up your heads, ye everlasting generations. And the Lord of hosts, the King of kings, even the king of glory shall come unto you and shall redeem his people and shall establish them in righteousness, Selah. In the book of Revelation, chapter 19, verses 16 and 17, it says, And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, And he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Contemporary politics have never been more confused, deranged, and corrupt. Those of us who idle the hours of the day away, watching the political spin of MSNBC and Fox News, are ever searching and far from the truth that can only be found in the Lord's word. Elect, be ye not deceived. Go ahead and look up the word deceive in the topical guide of the scriptures. And you see so many things. I'll I'll just list off a bunch of them. Uh, False Christs in the last days shall deceive the very elect. It says in Matthew twenty four twenty four. Um, Fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple Romans sixteen eighteen. Uh, be not deceived. Such are false apostles, deceitful workers, be not deceived, God will not be mocked, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, corrupt according to their deceitful lust. Let no man deceive you with vain words and on and on and on. Adam was not deceived. Evil men deceiving and being deceived. Um, The point is, we have to be very careful where we put our trust. Um, Look forward with faith unto the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He who knows you who loves you, who sacrificed for you, who atoned for your sins. Putting your faith in anyone else other than Jesus Christ and his prophets could lead you to being deceived. And, you know, I personally just see this all the time in the world of politics. I, It blows me away how the very elect are being deceived by these words that fill the airwaves On a 24 7 news cycle, Jesus' invitation is open to all. Come unto him. Find refuge in Zion. He is coming again, and we certainly do know why he's coming again. He is coming to gather those who love him, to fulfill the dispensation of the fullness of times. He's coming to reveal unto us all things that have ever been revealed. He's coming to establish Zion and replace Babylonian um, governments, economies, and institutions that are unsustainable and unfit for the eternities. He's coming to replace those Babylonian institutions with the constitution of his kingdom, even the kingdom of God, where he will rule and reign as king of kings. Jesus' second coming is political. It's interesting to note that the key question that ushered in the restoration of the gospel uh, pertained to Joseph Smith, the 14-year-old boy's predicament of which religion was true, which religion was correct according to the principles that God had set forth, not the principles that man had set forth. Well, here we are prior to the restoration of Zion, God's governance, And our day is faced with similar perplexity, not necessarily in the religious realm, but definitely in the political realm. Which political party should I join? Which political leader should I support? Which political party implores the blessings of God upon our people? Which promotes faith, virtue, truth without contention? Which political party can solve the trials of poverty, uh, disease, disunion? Well, at this point, it appears few to none are worthy. Thus, we await the coming of our king to rule and reign in righteousness.